0: You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Apron Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. The Rambam and Hilchah Shofar. The Rambam starts off Hilchah Shofar, Sukkah, and Luv. He puts them all together. Um, It's like all all the Tishrei, um, except Yom Kippur, which has its own the Rambam skips Yom Kippur from that mix and has shofar, lulav, and sukkah all together. I'll show you in a little bit, in a couple on this sheet, why the Rambam fuses them all together in his halachos. I believe it's five or six prakim, maybe seven, uh, shofar, sukkah, and lulav, but they're all one section. He does the same thing, of course, with Megillah and Hanukkah, which makes sense. And of course, one could say, these are the Tishrei. Uh, Yom Tov in the Rambam field, he, he didn't have that much material, so he wanted to like to jam it together. But I think, of course, there is uh, a, 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 there is a unifying factor. Um, remember, it's not Hilchos Rosh Hashanah, it's Hilchos Shofar. So let's see what the Rambam says about Hilchoshofer Shofar, which is in Sefer's Manif say which Shana." There's a mitzvah to hear the Trua. So the mitzvah is to hear the Trua. Okay, that's the posik in Parshas Pinchas, "Yom Trua Yelochem." Now, Trua is a shofar. How do we know? Well, the Rambam says, shofer shiktoken bo'ein Bereshos Shana, ein who kara nakvas emakovuf." The shofar that we're talking about is a, a, a hollowed-out horn that is taken from one, uh, some animal from the sheep family, and it should be a, a, a curved one. It should be kofuf. The kol is chutz mi keren That's the Rambam's psak. You can't use any other animal. You have to use from a kevis itself. Now the Rambam says thought in the trua Torah doesn't say how to make that trua sound, but we know by Yovil it says v'havarta shofar trua. It says the word shofar. So how do you know what shofar is? Um, well, shofar you know was was known to be a horn of an animal that you had hollowed from the Lushan Shfir. A shfir is a uh, um, is a, um, is, is a is is a placenta of that's hollow uh, that allows something to be inside of it, but it's basically hollowed out, and the, the the fetus could grow in it. Sharpier also show to actually to hollow out the area inside in order that you can now blow and the sound could come through it. So it sounds like we that was the uh, it was known. That that's what a chauffeur was. It was known that that's what a chauffeur was. That a chauffeur was from the horn of we call it a ram's horn or a sheep's horn of something from that from that animal family. So, but that's not by Rosh Hashanah. That's by Yovel Anyam Yom Kippur. So the Rambam says. That Truas Yova was bishofer after or shoshana bishofer. There's a tradition that connects the two places. Okay, so basically that's the Rambam. It's, it's, the Rambam doesn't indicate how important the mitzvah is. He says there's a mitzvah to blow the shofar. He doesn't give it much of a uh, of, of, of an inspiring background, and we'll see why. But that's the mitzvah. Now, the Rambam then says that we know. That in the Beis HaMikdosh, they blew the shofar on Rosh Hashanah, not with the korbonos. With the korbonos, they always blew a chatzotzers. They always blew, whenever the, when the korbonos were being brought, the korban tamid, there was the sound of a shofar or a, 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 of a trumpet being heard. This is besides the blowing that was done on the korbonos. There was another blowing that was done in the Beis Mittosh, but it also had the chatzotros. HaShofer shofer of makatsros, which is very unusual for us. We're here, we're used to hearing one sound. The Rambam is telling us in the Besamitosh, the, the blowing of the shofar, not connected to the Korbonos, on Rosh Hashanah. The Rosh Hashanah blowing, the Rambam is telling us was a unique type of blowing. Where it was almost like um, you had th- they uh, you had the three instruments starting together, and one instrument extended past the other two. You now sometimes you you know you get this when you hear the uh, when you hear the um, the national anthem, right? When you hear um, somebody uh, really belt out the land of the free. You know what I'm talking about. When there's someone who could really carry that that high note, and they push it and they push it, right? And if you're at a stadium, people oh they all start clapping and 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 you know you know what I'm talking about. They they go into a, a state of frenzy, and the reason is is because it's pushing farther than you would have thought. That's the way it was done in the Beit Hamikdash as well. Hashofer Mirich v'Hachotzotros mekatros. So the shofar sound would be longer than the other two. Why do you have the chatzotros at all? The Ramam says, well, the Pesach says, v'kol shofar haril hamelech Hashem. So here the ramam indicates that what's happening here has something to do with God being the king. He didn't say anything up until now, but he now quotes this Posik that says, when you're in the Beis mikdash, the recognition of God being the king is paramount, and the Chatzotzeros, but the co Shofar is even the strongest. That's the one that you really sense it's, it's about God. It's the Bishar Makomos, all you use is the Shofar. Okay. Then the Rambam says that how many Tiki's do you have to hear on Rosh Hashanah? So it's nine. Why do you have to hear nine Tiki's? So because it says "true B'Yovell, and Rosh Hashanah three times, twice Pinchas, Amor, and Bahar. So we have a tradition. If it says the word true, if it says Trua three times, every Trua has a Psutelifanel or L'Achareha. And that's where you have your Takiyah. So Takiyah here means just a blast. Here, Takiyah means a straight sound. And therefore, we now know that whether it's Rosh Hashanah or Yom Kippur of Yovel, you're going to have to have three chauffeur truas preceded by and and, and sandwiched in and, and, and followed by a tekiah. And that's where you have your nine chauffeur blasts. Um, okay. So the Rambam doesn't, you know, the Rambam. Uh, uh, doesn't say how we know this is true he just says that um, every truer needs to have a pshuta before it and after it okay um, the rambam doesn't explain how and why that's the case because of course that adds many many shofar blasts okay one last rambam here and these uh, uh, well Trua This trua, we're not sure what it was. And this is a very incredible thing. That they were blowing shofar from the time of Moshe Rabbeinu. And yet they forgot what it was. Because it was it was there were so many goliot. There were so many diasporas. There were so many movings around that happened. We really don't know, the Rambam says, how the shofar was blown at the time that was the Torah was given. We're not sure. We know the word true has something to do with pain, but we're not sure what type of pain it is. b'eis is it the way women cry when they are in a state of breaking down and they're crying? And I guess it's the Rambam showing a little sexism here. The way women cry when they when they're when right when they are about right at the time that they, they're crying over things. That they right. Oh, is it not that type of tears over something? Anocha. It's not a woman thing. It's it's what we call in Yiddish. I don't know if there's a good English translation. I have I have I can look up the book in a a second. But is it a type of um, uh, in Yiddish we call it a krechts? Is it a type of anacha? I think it's groan, groan, groan. Right, a groan that a person's groaning time after time. When something, when he knows, oh boy, they're coming, they're coming to, to do a, a, an audit on me, the audit's coming, oh, why did I have to make the IRS guy mad? Oh no, he's coming, he's coming. Any day the auditor is coming. Oh, oh, oh right. So that's the way. So that's the question. Oh, maybe it's both. <laughs> maybe it's a groan. And after the groan, you have the, the breakdown. You have the Yololah. The, the, the maybe that's what a trua is. When a person's really nervous about something, first he groans. And then it's just, you know, he just breaks down and, and cries. So, therefore, we're not sure what it is. So we do Anoha and Yolola. And the Yolola, we just call a regular trua, which is the nine blasts. That's the Yolola. V'anocha, which is one after the other, which, right, which we call three shavarim. So that is why we're not sure what it is. Therefore, we do it all. We're not sure what trua means. Okay. Um, And the Rambam says, because we don't know what it means, we need to do them all. We do, and that's the reason why we have so many tikkios. Now, this might all be very simple to you. Um, what I'm saying is, the Rambam is being very straightforward. Um, it's 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 fascinating. The Rambam does, you know, the Rambam has to give it a little bit of an excuse why we don't know what a trua is, but the Rambam doesn't really go into that much detail about the purpose here. Um, he does say that um, you start with um, we start with a, 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 a shvarim trua. That's the first thing we do because we figure let's put them both together. That's the first thing. Then we do a uh, shvarim. Then we do a, um, a shvarim, which is um, which is the anacha. and then we do. The other one, which is a um, trua, which is the yelola, okay, and we do that because they stalik minas Now that is the Rambam in Hilchas Shofar. The Rambam in Hilchas Tshuva, which is earlier in the sefer, says the following. The Rambam, this is in Paragimel of Hilchas Tshuva. Now, this is Hilchus Tshuva. So, not Hilchus Rosh Hashanah, not Hilchus Tshuva. A person has to realize that if you have more Averos than mitzvos, you're dead. <laughs> Incredible halacha. Miyad he, Sperisho. He's, he's not talking about you're going to die at the end of your life as, as a Russia. You're basically dead now. A person dies when he has more Averus. This is the rationalist the Rambam writing here. The Rambam says that if you have a country, a big city, that based on the amalgamated uh, of all its citizens, that there are more Averus being done than mitzvos. That community, that city, will be destroyed. Shunemar zaka Stom and Amora happens, will happen again and again. I don't know if anybody, you know, you're familiar with the, what we said up, up until now. I doubt the pe- people listening realize that the Rambam says that Stom and Amora can happen again. And if there is a a, a a a country who is like Stone Ben Amora, it will be destroyed. V'chein kol ha'olam kulo. The world's the same way. There could be, even though there won't be a Mabul, there could still be a destruction of the world. The Rambam says, "Miad hein and he quotes the pusik right before the right, right in the end of Sefer Parshas Bereishis. Right before God decrees there's gonna be a mobble. Wow. So it's still the same way. This is this is a reality. Man is always in the balance. We and we haven't been destroyed yet. Pretty incredible. I mean, when you, you I mean, you could realize why World War II, many people might have thought it was the end of the world. All right? Now the Raman gives us the reason why it hasn't happened yet. Because it's not about technically the number. It's not about the amount. And that only God knows, of course, how great they are. How powerful the mitzvah or the averu is. Yesh there are some mitzvos. it might only be one mitzvah, but it's done with such love and such energy. And it affected so many people, such kiddish Hashem, that it's, it outdoes many Averus. And of course, there's an ovon, there's Averus, which can be connected to Kamas deos. It's only God that knows this. We know God's justice is right. So, in other words, the Mabul, and Amora, all of those things are still the reality but still it's up to god to realize has the world been tipped past its point has a human being pissed with according to this a person should die if he's gone past that point now the rambam says that a person can actually Destroy much of what he's done in his life. And he's able to to mentally disconnect himself. Look at the power the Rambam ascribes to will, to free will. If a person says, you know what, I I, I feel it was ridiculous, the life I was leading before. My crazy Orthodox life. I hated it. I, and everything I did, all those things, I, did, I wish I didn't do them. What did I gain by living this? What did I gain by spending so much money sending my kids to school and keeping kosher? What did I gain by being Nizar and Snius and, and Lashon Hora? What did I gain from all of this? What did I gain? What's my life now? I wish I hadn't lived that way. And George Bailey, I wish I hadn't done all those good things. I would have maybe been able to live the life he wanted to live, right? And it's a wonderful life. Of course, he ends up saying he wants everything back. But this is a person who says, you know what, I, I wish I didn't live that way. I raised the EBITDA school loan. You lost them. The power a human being has, he can now eliminate that from the slate of his existence. He might have been a tzaddik, but when he inhabits the the, the the mindset of a rasha, all of that becomes eliminated. So, powerful. The Raman goes on and says, in other words, the question is, are you going to die? Now, here he seems to say, it's only after you die. Before he said, as we were reading before, if you, as you remember, that a person will die right away. hu may So um, I'm not sure. Why isn't he dead? How come it took him so long to die? But there's clearly, once again, an accounting that's done at the end of a person's life. Every single human being, I tell my non-Jewish friends, it's Rosh Hashanah for you too. They tell me, Happy Jewish New Year! Happy Jewish New Year! That's why I try to tell them, it's it's a Jewish New Year, it's actually a year for the whole world, the whole planet. Every human being in the world And when is it done? It's done on a Yom Tov. Be Yom Tov Rosh Hashanah. It's weird that the Rambam has to call it a Yom Tif. It is, but it's interesting that the Rambam, you know, you might say, well, if you would just say Rosh Hashanah, you might think uh, within 10 days, right? He wants to say Be Yom It's that first day. Right? It's alaf Tishrei. You could say that's what the Rambam means. I think there might be something else that the Rambam is trying to allude to. But the Rambam definitely does say that it happens on this Yom Every human being. Mishin, as we know, Mishin Nimtzadik, nechtam l'chaim, Mishin nim nechtam l'misa. Ba'bein And you can do tshuva, and you will get Chaim, as we know. But that's what happens on Rosh Hashanah. And then the Rambam, since he's talking about Responsibility now says what chauffeur is about. We know in Rosh Hashanah that's when the din is happening. That's when the measures, measuring is going on. This is very, very interesting language in the Rambam. He doesn't say I. I think I'm going to try to say a drush. Doesn't say. This is what Chazal say. He says there's a remez. It's really we blow shofar because it's zera saklosim. That's why in Hilchas Shofar he doesn't mention any reason behind it. He says we have a tradition. That's what Yom Trua means. It's a shofar. It's zera saklosim. You gotta blow it. We're not sure what the true is. We blow. We, we're Mesupic, We end up blowing thirty misupik. Fine. But there's a remez in it. What is the remez? Klomar. Again, unusual language for the Rambam. This is his own idea, but he is sure of it. The Rambam is extremely confident that this is the Remez of Tkiya Shofer. Uru, Uru, Yushenim Mishinashem. This is not a pusik. The Rambam, it sounds like a pusik but it isn't. Uru, Uru, wake up, you sleepy people from your sleep. Okay, that's sleep. There's the Yeshenim and the Dumim. We know Tardema is like what Adam Arishon went through. By Yapo, I love Tardema. When Chava was taken from the side of Adam, it says that Adam went into Tardema, right? So tardema might be deep sleep. So there's shena, which is, I guess, a lighter sleep. And then there's deeper sleep, the near dhami. So we need both. So there are people that are in a state of shena, people in a state of tardema. The ones that are from in a state of shena, uru. Uru double uru uru. Okay, I'm up. I'm up. I'm moved. Then the ones that are really deep asleep, you're just going to shake them up a little bit because they're not going to be. Uh, they're not going to snap to it. They've been in a state of tardema, but at least now they're not. They're not in that trance anymore. Hakitsu doesn't say hakitsu hakitsu once. Because remember, shena, you're able to. Oh, I'm ready. I got my pants on already. Okay, I'm out the door. Nirdomim is a state that's even deeper. And, and there we just hope to accomplish the state of being awake. Your eyes are open. You're not in Tardem anymore. What does that mean, being awake though? But now look at yourself. Look at yourself and change. So Rosh Hashanah is about somehow a sound. The, the shofar is, 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 is a startling sound. That somehow is going to change you. It's going to somehow move you. Zichru bo Remember the fact that you have a God, a creator. Who are these people that are asleep? The Rambam says, They really forget what's true, and they forget it because they're Havle Asman. There are things that go on that make them forget the truth. Time, which is a construct, the way we perceive the world. It's, in effect, almost what what we live through. We almost consider it the most important currency that we have. But there are all these things that come up. And the truth, which is unchanging, is forgotten. Because time, which causes us to age, causes new things to happen, um, the difference between this moment and the next makes us forget those eternal things. And therefore, we, we are involved in it. It is the difference between today and yesterday. And it's what's the news, what's going on now. It's what I need at this stage in my life. It's what medicine I need. It's what it's, 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 it's what prescription I need. It's what's going on. But it's not about things that are eternal. It's about things, not about things that are unchanging. And therefore... Shogim kol shanosan verik. What is it? It's, it's Hevel, the Rambam says. Hevel means it's, it's, it's like smoke. and It's empty. It doesn't really have any substance. Asher lo yoyo It's not really going to change things. It's not going to move you. It's not going to really make a permanent difference. That's what the Rambam is saying is a sleeper. That's what a sleeper is. He's very awake in many ways. He's very aware. He's very into what's going on and what he needs to do and what's happening here and who to vote and what's going on and where to drive and what to see. Yeah, He's got the brochures going. He he knows exactly what to download. He knows what to put on his DVR. He knows all these things. But they don't really mean anything. So in a way, he is asleep. So, hibitu w'nav shaseichem, v'itivu tarcheichem umalaleichem. Think about how your, 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 your derech, we talked about that last week, what a derech is, how you interact with the world, and what you're actually doing. Umalaleichem, what, what, what things are you actually accomplishing? What negative things are you accomplishing? What positive things are you accomplishing? And once you take that picture, v'yazov kolechon mikem darko haro every one of us, every one of you, the Rambam says, every one of all of us can move away from those negative interactions and things we're doing, that derech, that halicha that we're doing. And we can also change the way we've been thinking. Um, Somehow, the Rambam believes that Tkiya Shofar can do this. Tkiya Shofar was meant to do that. Very powerful. To think that he can do it, one could say that if you're already in a state of tardema, how is this going to help? I read recently from my good friend Pesach Kron, Uh He sent me his book on the um, Yom Naroim. I interviewed him. So Pesach Kron is a very wonderful human, a wonderful person, a wonderful speaker, but also very organized. I was interviewing him. Um, we made up the interview on Friday. I called him on Monday night. Uh, he told me when I could call him. When he answered the phone, he said, look, we can inter- be interviewed on Friday. I'd like you to read the book, though. I'm putting it in the mail tomorrow. You'll get it by Wednesday. The Wednesday afternoon, I got the book. I read a, th- a third of the book on Wednesday afternoon and Wednesday night. The other third of the book, the other second third of the book, I read on Thursday night. On Friday, I was able to speak with him. Okay, it's a good book. I recommend it. The Magad on the Yom and the Royam. He, Pesach Pesachrone quotes one of his uh, local Rabbonim and queens um, who quoted the, the famous Remez. Aryeh Sha'ag Milo Yira. Aryeh is, according to the Hasidim, Maybe it's the Bnei Saskar, I'm not sure who's the first person who said it. Perhaps it's much older than that. Maybe it even goes back to the time of the Rishonim. Aryeh stands for Aleph, stands for Elul. Resh is Rosh Hashanah. Yud is Yom Kippur. And He is Hoshana Rabbah. Aryeh Sha'ag. All these days are roaring at us. Who would not be scared of a lion that roared? Well, the Aryeh is this whole period, including Oshonarabba. Who doesn't become a different person? Who doesn't have Yerosh Hashem now? So the Rav from Queen said, um, and I'm blanking on his name, um, and the Rav said, I was once taking a trip during that late summer period. We were taking some 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 children who needed a break from school. It was important that we take them during this period of Elul. We decided to take them to the Bronx Zoo. I remember walking in the Bronx Zoo, and I heard the lion roar. Didn't mean anything. I heard the sound and then we just kept on going. And I wondered why that was true. And I walked to find the lion. I saw him roaring again when I was staring at him, but he was behind the bars of his cage. And I realized that I knew this when I walked into the, in, in, into the zoo, that there are lions there, but they're all in cages. And although I hear their sound, and it means it registers a little bit, there's no fear. Then I understood, the rabbi said, what, why this isn't working. We all have a, have a dissonance. We all have set up a cage between us and God. If we would open ourselves, if, for example, if the lion was loose, if the cages weren't there, and you walked into a place and heard a roar of a lion, you'd be running for cover. You'll be so scared that you're in a place where the lion is going to attack you. We all, in a sense, have built these cages that separates between us and God. And that's part of the reason why, for many people, they go through the for blowing and it doesn't do what the Rambam says it's supposed to do. But the Rambam is an optimist. He believes that somehow the fact that you're blowing it. Is, is just the fact you're blowing the shofar is that enough to do it? It is a yomtov. It is special. You're not doing malocha. It's going to change. It, we hope it does change you. We hope that it does wake you, and that you realize like there is that, that you can somehow uh, whittle away the bars, and it's going and, and it's going to make a shock to your system. The Raman then says that a person needs to look at himself the whole year, not just in Rosh Hashanah. A person needs to look at himself the whole year as if he's, if he's as if he is half uh, a, a righteous person, half a guilty person, and he has to view the whole world that way. In fact, he needs to believe that a stone and a can happen, a marvel could happen again. And that it's all from God's perspective. And who knows? He needs to walk on more than eggshells. And then you have to think that one sin that you do, that one, you need to imagine. You might have done that. You might have condemned this whole planet with all the human beings on it to destruction. Because you've the numbers are now against us, and we're in the we're not in the we're in the red. We're not in the black. We're in the red because of that avera. Or think about every mitzvah you do. Think about today, the last day of the year. Think about all the mitzvahs you can do to set, to help the planet, to help humanity. Also, mitzvahachas atzma yes yes kula l-kapskus. And because of you, the Goram Len you just saved the planet without realizing it. That's why it says, Tzadik Yisod Olam. Why is it Tzadik you sowed the Olam? Because if you decided to turn yourself to something positive, you might have saved the whole world. And it's because of this understanding that this is a time that the world is in the balance of the world the world can be destroyed so we try our best to do the, our utmost Sedaka, mayisim tovim General mitzvos from Rosh Hashanah, Ad Yom HaKippur. Kol Beis Yisrael does this more than we do the rest of the year, even though, right? <laughs> even though we should think about this the whole year. But we can't be the Rambam, as it seems to say, that way all year. But this time of the year, we are doing more. It doesn't say <laughs> before Rosh Hashanah. But we get up in the middle of the night during these 10 days and to go to the shoals, even if they're farther than it's uncomfortable. There's begging, and there's also the type of things that change us. There's begging to God and there's talking to ourselves. That's what divrei kibushan are. Things that are kovish, things that conquer our, 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 our natural tendencies. There's tachnunim, that we begging God. We do that. Ad sheyei rayom. And we do that for hours until it becomes daylight. Okay. So the, the Rambam put Tkiyash shofer there in the middle. Somehow Tkiyash Shofer is the start of that. Of those ten days, and it starts the person in that process. That's the Rambam's explanation of of what t'kiyah shofers. That's what the Rambam says in Mishnah Torah. In Moranavuchim, the Rambam is similar, but a little more removed. This is the Rambam in Moranavuchim. You can see it up here on the board. The Rambam says in Moranavuchim that Shuva is one of the essential parts of the, the, the essential aspects of what Torah is, is tshuva. In fact, he says, it's to believe in shuva. it's a hashkofa a lo sadira mitzius isheh ha soyim. The mitzius of a Torah person would not be organized and be able to continue. A very uh, sort of awkward translation from the Arabic to modern Hebrew done here by Rav Yosef Kafach. Your 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 life would only have a seder and would continue if you believed in tshuva. Why? So the Rambam here is a, is a realist. It's impossible to live a life that you're not sinning and making gross mistakes. Either his mistake is in the way he thought about an attitude or he acts in a certain way that is really the wrong way to act. And he's really thought incorrectly about something. And that's a sin. He has sinned in that way. He's mentally in the wrong place. Or it's not really part of the intellectual part of his life. It's, it's, it's his inability to deal with people that makes him angry. Or his, 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 his sexual desires. His, his desires to eat. His desires for money. Now, he knows he is that way. If a person was told, there's no way you could clear this up. There's no way you could really become a different person. There's no way you can erase what you did. You're finished. You're stuck. You're, you're stuck with this record forever. A person will just give up. Look, I can't change. I'm going to be this person. I'm just going to stay that way. And in fact, Shemagam Yosef Bemery is going to get worse. I say, look, I was okay for a while. I had those five wild, crazy years. And because of that, I now looked in the mirror. I saw what I've become. I saw the way people are me. I've become honest. Remember what the Rambam said about what Rosh Hashanah is supposed to do. He's supposed to wake you up. And here's the guy who's woken up. And, hmm, you know what? I'm a bum. My life is full of broken things that I've done. And I don't. I don't know if I can change. And I. And even if I would think differently, what about all the hurt that I've caused? I, that's who I am. I'm going to stay that way. There needs to be an etzah. So it's almost a psychological way. God invented shuva because otherwise we would be dealing. The Rambam says with people who would throw in the towel and continue to act that way. So it's only because of this magic of tshuva, or the belief in tshuva, that we—whether it's true or not—but the belief that we have that tshuva works—that's the only thing that can get a person. Rambam doesn't mention that in in, in 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 these in these words in in Mishnah Torah. This is a very psychological approach. The yoshev umatzav So it's only because there is this idea of tshuva that has been implanted in us. And we know it's in the Torah and it's been stressed by the Nevi'im. Because of that, you think you can do a a 180 and change your life and get better than you were before. And because of that, the Rambam says, because of how important that is, God in his Torah appended many activities to strengthen this mindset that you can be different and that what you did in the past will not haunt you and you can be better than you were because this is very important for us to have so for example god commanded to do vidui it says vizvadu there's a mitzvah to do vidui and that's part of a person's life vidui makes you believe by doing it that you can change the fact that you bring korbanos awashkogos. otherwise, why are you bringing a korban for a show gig? The korban is there to say, "Oh, I'm doing something, I'm changing something." The korban, the fact that Torah gives a, a a a skin and bones and flesh and meat to this idea, is what will make more concrete your commitment to be different. So the carbon is not. Oh, you're high of the carbon. Having the carbon on a shogeg, it isn't just. It, it actually strengthens your, your 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 conviction that you're doing something and changing yourself. And we know even when it comes to averus uh, b'mezid, you bring a carbon on certain averus. The fact that the carbon is brought, that it's in the temple somehow in the base amikdosh makes you believe that you can be a different person it's again it's not that it affects the chuva bringing the carbon strengthens you that you can be different and allows your bahira to choose properly and to reject and not fall into a defeated state of mind the fact that there's tiny oat the fact that there's the fasting that we do. The fasting on Yom Kippur. The fasting that we do whenever uh, uh, tsoras are happening and the rain isn't coming. l'shuv mikol chet. There is a big mitzvah to do tshuva from everything. You know what that mitzvah does? <speaking in> Hisnat <Hebrew> mimenu. It separates you from it. What we don't want is a person to wallow in his personality of sin, and to believe he can't be different. The tzivoy, the mitzvah, is a way because you accept mitzvahs and you see them as reality, is what allows you to become different, and allows you to to put the brakes on, and to feel that you're not, that you're not, your life has not been determined by your previous mistakes. The Rambam says that. When he describes the purpose of the holidays, so he says that the Yom Sam Kippur is clear. It's about tshuva. Okay. Now here's something he doesn't say in Mishnah Torah. I do not. I do not believe he says this in Mishnah Torah. It's there. Let's see it again to give the idea of tshuva. That's what Yom Kippur is about. It's a day that's concentrated on this point that we just said before. Now, it happens to be historically, Yom Asher It happens to be the day that Moshe came down with the second Luchos and told them that they have Mechila of their Chet, which is really what a person needs to absorb and, 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 and believe it. So Moshe told them, Your chet has had mechila. They now saw that they weren't trapped by what they did by the ego. And therefore it becomes a day of chuva, a vote in the base of Mikdash. That's all it is. So therefore, if that's all it is, there can't be any hanogufnis. Can't be any physical enjoyment, and there's no involvement in things that are part of the world. There's nothing that's there to make the body more comfortable or society better by doing melachos, and therefore, what we end up zeroing in on is vidui. And what does vidui, of course, mean? It means we, we own up to the sin. But also the fact that we can move beyond the sin—that's what Yom Kippur is. See, so Yom Kippur is really a day that is emblematic of all the Korbonos and all the viduyim and all everything. Okay, so having Yom Kippur is very crucial. Without Yom Kippur, people would basically become depressed and would be defeatist, would be would become nihilistic. That's the purpose of Yom Kippur. Okay, Avul Yomim Tovim. All the Yomim Tovim, the Rambam says, big picture, create a sense of inner peace and a sense of interconnectivity to the community. Hagor You need that pleasure of being part of people. That's why, again, here in, in the COVID land, the idea of people not being together on, on the holidays. People... Davening by themselves. People not being able to be part of a minion. It runs counter to the whole idea of Yomtev. Yomtev is meant to be his khaliyot. It's meant to be a communal event. And a person needs it, mostly. We need to feel part of a big community. And it, it, it helps you on an individual level. And the Rambam says, It also helps you because you now know how to interact and even in the political realm, in, in, in what makes a city, and what makes a country. It's hiscarvios that people need to have, not just for themselves. I feel good because I, I was with a bunch of people you also learn to become a better citizen and a better human being involved with other people by getting involved with them during Yom Tov. That's the big idea of Yom Tov, why God has the Yom Tov. Rosh Hashanah is one of them. Rosh Hashanah is not listed earlier there. He puts Rosh Hashanah as part of the Yom Tov. That's what the Yom Tov is about. Now, of course, each one has its own distinct identity, but what they, what they are supposed to bring about is this communal bonding, which is positive for yourself, that you, you feel connected to a body politic, but also allows you to be, it allows a, 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 a country to thrive. It allows a community to grow, to actually understand the interlocking nature of people together and what they need. A good Sukkos and a good uh, Pesach and a good Shavuos, maybe a good Rosh Hashanah, leads to a better, uh, better citizenry during the rest of the year. Okay, this is Pesach, we know how important it is. But why is it seven days? Why does it have to be seven days? So most of you will say, well, because it's the seven days that between the leaving of Egypt, leaving Mitzrayim, and the splitting of the Red Sea. The Rambam says that's not the reason. Seven days, the idea of a seven days is the in-between between between a day, a 24-hour period, and a month. Each one of those three things, a day, a week, and a month, they all have significance in terms of time periods that you can acclimate to now we know he says that when it comes to nature, seven days means a lot but it's in the physical world it's also true in the Torah world the Torah is very much in line with nature the Torah builds and amplifies ideas of nature in a certain way. So therefore, seven days is, is, is significant. <laughs> Teva is the way it is. Humanity, within a week, you get used to a certain thing. A week of time Changes a person in a certain way, acclimates a person in a certain way. The Torah knows that's the way you are as a human being. Vatorah is an He knows what everybody is about. So therefore, seven days lines up with. Look, well, in almost all societies, they count a week as seven days. It's a new chapter. Every week is something new. The Torah understood that as well. Now, he says, Shavuos is only one day. But the reason is, is because, although the Torah doesn't say it, is because the Torah was given on that day. So because it's such an incredible day, the day the Torah was given, so Shavuos is really not about one day. It's about the build-up to Shavuos, as you know, the way we count from the first holiday to Shavuos. It's like you know your best friend is coming, and you're counting not only the days, you're counting the hours until that person will show up, you'll be able to see them again. And of course, that's what Sfirah Sa'omir is about, as we will... Is, it's 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 from the leaving Mitzrayim to Matan That's from the Rambam and Moranavulchim, because of course that's the purpose why we went out of Mitzrayim, as the pasuk says. That is Matan when we're really bonded with God. Now, why Shluss only one day? Well, because since it's it's really a counter holiday, it's really just an extension in a way of uh, an extension of uh, of, of, of Pesach, and therefore, all it is is one day. The way it has to be only one day every single, every single year. Otherwise, you miss the point. In other words, if it's not one day, then you don't have the parallel. So even though normally we could say well the holidays should be longer, here they can't. Avo Achilas hamatzah. Now, why do we have to eat matzah for seven days? If it was only one day, we only ate matzah one day, the Rambam says, we wouldn't have felt it. We wouldn't have felt, oh, something's changing. Oh, there's a whole week of eating it? No, it's one day of eating it. Because a lot of times a person goes on a diet for one day. guy's eating this is all I could find that day. I couldn't find anything. I ate these crackers all one day. Maybe two days, three days. However, when it has to go through a week, oh boy, I, I spent a week eating matzah. When it goes through a whole week, which is already qualified by human societies as something significant, oh boy, I had matzah the whole week. Now it means something. It's already something that you feel you did. So that's why you have to eat matzah seven days. That's the reason. Otherwise, you wouldn't register. Now, here comes back to what we started. V'hain Rosh Hashanah Yom Echad. Why shouldn't it be a week? Because Rosh Hashanah is sort of the opposite of Shavuos. Why? Here he's repeating what he said in Mishnah Torah. Because it is a day of tshuva, Rosh Hashanah. We might not say alchet, but we start off changing. We start off in a different state of mind, which is the purpose of tshuva, which is, of course, look where my life is. The belief in tshuva is what's going to allow you to change. But first you have to realize the mess you've made of your life and how the Hevle man has built up. And therefore, as he said, that's the reason why we blow shofar. So you need to have it as one day to at least begin the process. And as he says, So Rosh Hashanah is really is really of yom Kippur. Because the Yom Atzom is coming, and that day is obviously the, the 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 pinnacle of Tshuva, so Rosh Hashanah needs to be that one day that starts everything out. The shofar is, like I said, the lion... Uh, uh, roar! That that shock that should be a shock to you. Unfortunately, for many of us, it's not. Um, but that's what it is, and therefore, it's the beginning. It's almost like, although it's usually seven days here, it's ten days. It's the psicha. It's like the beginning of Yom Kippur is Rosh Hashanah. That's what he says. It's a saw, It's like the. It's like the. It's like the welcome mat, and it's like the opening to Yom Kippur is Rosh Hashanah as you see, that we, we consider it 10 days from Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, meaning Yom Kippur, so really the Rambam has Rosh Hashanah as, even though it's a Yom Tov, it, it doesn't get the schus of, as you'll see in a second, avosukus asher amat Torah be'u v'asasam, is to feel simcha and sasam, you need 7 days, otherwise you don't even feel besimcha. One big day of going nuts, one big day of Simcha's isn't enough. You need seven days in order to be able to turn it into something significant. The same way Matz is not significant unless it has seven days, Sukkot, the Simcha and Sosan of Sukkot can't be something until you have seven days. But Rosh Hashanah, although it's a Yom and in in some way, it also is about Hiskalios, because every Yom Tif, the Rambam says, is about interacting with the community. But this one, although it is a Yom Tif, it is a Yom Tov We need to, although Rambam doesn't really give us much much description of the Yom Tov in Hilchas Shofar, he mentions it in Hilchas Yom Tif, but not in Hilchas. right? Um, he, he, the Rambam says that it is a Yom Tif and it has the idea of Simcha in it, But the reason why it's only one day is because otherwise it doesn't serve that role of the Psycha. And the shofar, of course, is what precedes that as well. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.